Do you feel good today? Are you with me? Well, you look good today. Jeremy, you look good too. Yeah, okay. Yeah. You, uh, you figure you guys would figure this out by now. Um, hopefully, hopefully the neighbor you're sitting next to smells good or at least looks good today. And um, let's just jump in today, this morning. Uh, we're going to be in the book of Romans. We're going to be in chapter 5. And uh, it's not going to take you very long to get there. If you didn't bring your Bible today, we'll have it up on the screen. So if you're with me, say yeah. yeah. If you're still looking for your Bible, say hold up. Okay. Well, we're going to preach anyways because it's going to be on the screen. It says this. Therefore, since we have been justified through faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. That's good right there. We can just stop right there. That's good stuff. But then verse two so says, though whom we have gained access by faith into this grace, which we now stand. And we boast in the hope of the glory of God. Not only so, but uh, we also glory in our sufferings. Oh, I don't like that part. Because we know that suffering produces perseverance. Perseverance, character, character, hope. And hope does not put us to shame because God's love has been poured out into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who has been given to us. Can I get an amen? Let's pray real quick. God help me. Amen. That was quick. So if you're a note taker, uh, I want to encourage you to take notes, not just when I'm preaching, but when Pastor Dennis or whoever else is preaching, because we believe that God can speak to you through these moments and you're going to want to write things down and not forget what, uh, what you, because in our student ministry, we say that note takers are history makers. That's right. And so if you're a note taking kind of person, and if you need a title for today, the title of today's message is get to the good part. Let's get to the good part. Look at your neighbor and say, get to, let's get to the good part. Yeah. So I, I don't know about you, but I'm kind of a, a hurry up and get to the good part kind of person. Like, like what I mean is I am not a very great small talk person, right? Like, like I, who am I kidding? I'm not really a great big talk person either, but um, whatever that is. But I'm not a great small talk kind of person. People come to me with, with small talk and they're like, oh, how about that weather? And I, I give the most awkward answers. And I'm like, because uh, I don't know what to say. And I'm like, That's, it's weathery. Um, I, mean, I mean, like seriously, come on. We've been spinning around on this earth for years now. We know that there's going to be four seasons. Don't come at me with your small talk. Like, don't waste my time. Like, how many of you guys know that that time is the most precious commodity? Because once you take my time, I can never get that back. You take a whole, you can take a whole lot of things from me in my life. You can take my house. I can get a house back. You can take my car. Like, I part-time drive a 2002 Honda CRV with 300,000 miles on it. You can actually just take my car. (laughs) You can take my car. Uh, tags out of date. You're going to need to update that. So um, you can take my hairline, right? They can, they can do miracles now. I can get my hair back if I wanted to, but I've been told that bald is beautiful. Okay. I got some amens back there. All right. But once you take my time, bald people in the house shout, come on. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Thank you guys. You're not bald. Um, 
But once you take my time, you have robbed me of something I cannot get back. Do you realize that this moment right here that we have, we can never get this moment back? With all of us together right here in this room, in this place, we'll never have this exact same moment again because time is valuable. Having, having said that, maybe now you're saying, well, Pastor Jeremy, uh, let's get to the good part. But our society is stuck in this mode of get to the good part. Like, have you ever noticed, like, everybody's hustling? Everybody's hustling. Everybody's busy. Everybody's an entrepreneur or, or has a side hustle going on. Like, businesses have changed their model of, of employees. Now, you can work from home. Or you can work remote, as if we weren't already doing that, right? Like with the advancement of tech technology, you don't only go to work, but your work comes to you all the time. So you're sitting at your kid's soccer game at, at, on a Zoom call at the same time, right? And you're like, hurry up and get off the phone so I can take a picture of my kid and post it on social media. Um, but we are in a hurry up world. Have you ever gotten annoyed in traffic? by someone who's actually driving the speed limit? <laughs> yeah. Like, like and, and you're mad because they're actually obeying the law, right? <laughs> and you, like, you even get to the point where you speed up past them and, you, and as you pass them, like you're staring at them like, what is wrong with you? <laughs> speed up! Hurry up and get to the good part. See, the problem with being stuck in the mode of hurry up and get to the good part is that many of us don't know what the good part is. Have you ever noticed like your gauge on what the good part is, is broken? Because like your story is still being written and we don't know what the good part is and we could be rushing past the good part. Many of you in this room are old enough, I'm sorry, a few of you in this room are old enough to look back on your life and, and look at back on things as what you thought was the bad part, that you thought that was messed up and you thought, and now you look back and be like, no, 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 no. That was actually the good part. Like it was good that they broke up with me, Right. Like, it was good that I didn't get that job. It was good that I'm not in that place. Let me tell you this. I found on Facebook my old girlfriend from high school. It was good that we didn't end up together. She looks like Chewbacca. Uh, she probably will never listen to this, okay? So work with me. Um, but check out what, what Paul says. That just made my wife happy, just so you know. Um, check out what Paul says in Romans 8, verse 28. It says this, And we know that in all things, God works for the good of those who love him, who have been called according to his purpose. See, Paul, what he's done, he's gotten to a place to where he's like, I don't even know what the good part is anymore. But I know that all things are good. All things work together for the good, for those who love the Lord, who are called according to his purpose. Paul is like, anymore, I just call it things. It's just things. I, I don't know if it's good or bad, it's just a thing. But I know that the end of this thing, God's gonna work it for my good. 
And God can take your mess and he can turn it into a miracle. Amen? And I want to encourage you today to read your Bible because we're looking at Romans today. Um, and in Romans 5, 6, 7, and 8, like that's the good part. That's the good part. So look at how Paul starts off chapter five. And we're gonna keep going back and forth uh, in the verses that we started out with today. He says this, he says, therefore, and anytime you read your Bible and it starts out with the word therefore, you gotta ask yourself, what's it there for, right? Uh, Any teachers do that? Okay, I don't know. Therefore is a word that it's, it's a connecting word. That what has just happened from what has just happened to what is happening now. And he says, therefore, since we have been justified through faith, we have peace with God. That therefore in Romans 5, it's connecting us to everything that happens to in Romans 1, 2, 3, and 4. If you read Romans 1, 2, 3, and 4, Paul is just drop kicking us with this all kinds of doctrine, like slapping you in the face with facts. And in Romans 1, he's telling us about the wrath of God. Like, that's a great way to start off a book, right? Let me start with the hard stuff. But he's talking about the wrath of God. And he lets us know that we've fallen short of the glory of God, that we're all guilty, that we're all sinners, either Jew or Gentile. And it's not your righteousness that saves you. And he lets us know that we're all guilty, all like the crazy bad news. And then he gets to chapter 5. Now that like I've told you all the crazy bad stuff or the crazy stuff, let me get to the good part. He says, therefore, since we have been justified through faith, would you say justified? Justified Justified is a simple way of saying that God looks at me just as if I've never sinned. It's justification. It doesn't mean that I wasn't wrong. It just means that he made me justified. And he looks at me now like I have never sinned. See, God now sees me through the lens of of what his son Jesus did for you and me on the cross. And he sees me just as if I've never sinned. I, I wonder what your life would look like if you truly believe that you were justified. I wonder what would change in your worship if you truly knew that you were justified. See, there's another verse that says, God has separated my sin as far as the east is from the west. That's a big deal. He didn't say as far as the north is from the south, because north can meet south. He says, as far as the east is from the west, east never meets west. Trace and I were actually just talking about this Wednesday. And, and another verse says, I have put your iniquity into the depths of the sea. That means if you've asked forgiveness for it, God's forgotten about it. I, I know, like, sometimes what we do is we remind ourselves of who we used to be. Or the enemy comes along and he reminds us of who we used to be. But the God who knows everything has forgotten your sins. He's put your iniquity into the depths of the sea. And I think he should put a little sign out there that says no fishing, right? Because you know how people are. They love to bring up who you used to be, right? They're like, let me tell you about this one. Oh, that's a big one. 
They love to bring up who you used to be before Jesus. They love to remind you of your past mistakes. Don't you go acting brand new. Let me tell you, in the kingdom of God, you are made brand new. You, 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 You have to act brand new. It's not me. It's what he's done. And I gotta act brand new because I've been justified. I'm not who I used to be. Thank God. Then Paul goes, goes on and he, he begins to tell the benefits um, you have along with justification. And here are the benefits along with justification. He says, since we have been justified through faith, we have peace with God. And this is benefit one. You have peace with God. That's the first thing. That's the first benefit. You have peace with God. And every single person in this room and, and uh, every single person joining us online today, your heart, what your heart truly desires is peace. It desires peace. Like, don't you wish that you could order peace on Amazon? Right? Same day shipping. Yeah. As a matter of fact, like some of the reason, some of, for some of us, the reason that boxes are constantly showing up is because you're trying to get peace. Some of you are shopping trying to get peace. Some of you are smoking trying to get peace. Some of you are getting your essential oils and putting it behind your ears trying to get peace. Some of you are mixing your spirituality with witchcraft and you have crystals and horoscopes trying to get peace. Some of you live in such turmoil and you're so over it and you're trying to get peace. If you're into essential oils, I'm sorry. That's just weird to me. I don't know. Like, um, but check this out. Paul didn't say, he didn't say, since we are justified, we have the peace of God. He says, we have the peace with God. Because there's a difference between the peace of God and the peace with God. The peace of God, it's subjective. It's, it's like an inner feeling. But Paul is talking about a peace with God. The peace of God is a feeling. The, 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 the peace with God is a fact. It's a fact that I've been justified. And, and once I put my faith in him, I'm no longer in hostility with God. I'm no longer at war with God. You may not realize this, but before you, you chose, you decided to put your faith in God, you were at war with God. Because a holy God cannot be connected to your sin. You were at war with him. But since you turned and you changed and you begin to put your faith in him, he now sees you through the blood of Jesus. And now you have peace with God. Peace with God should produce the peace of God. So the second benefit is this. We now have access to grace. Paul says, we've gained access by faith into this grace in which we now stand. Everybody say access to grace. grace. I'm having you say this to stay awake. By the way, what time is Chiefs game? Okay, I'll have you out by halftime. What is grace? Grace is the unmerited favor of God. I didn't earn it. I don't deserve it. 
It's unmerited favor of God. Paul says, not that I'm justified. Now that I'm, I'm justified, I, I have access to the grace of God. Grace is not a one-time event. Paul says, you have access to it. See, this, this past summer, uh, my family and I, we got the opportunity to go to Disney and like Universal and like SeaWorld and like all these parks and Orlando and all this stuff. And like this whole trip was, was given to us, um, actually to, not to us, <laughs> yeah. It was actually given to my son, Jackson, who is, uh, because of his type one diabetes diagnosis. And, and just so you know, um, we are still praying for a miracle that his pancreas would wake up and he would no longer need to be attached to an insulin pump the rest of his life. But this past summer, there was this organization called the KC Dream Factory, and they sent all five of us um, to all these Disney parks, the Universal Parks, SeaWorld. We had free access to all these parks. Anybody ever been to Disney? Like, it's crazy. It is a, it is a magical kingdom, and it is a mess. So we get access to all these parks. They, they fly us there. They give a place to stay. They give us a rental car for the whole week that they were there. They give us, uh, we get to go to all these things and all these parks. And man, it was a huge blessing for us. We had access to all these things. Um, Not only that, but once we got in the parks, they gave Jackson this special badge. And every single ride that we wanted to ride, all we had to do is walk up to the front and show this badge and flash this badge at them. And like, it's like, Right, like you're like, uh, right this way, Mr. Wyatt. You know, like it was like, like to the front of the lines. We would just flash this bag and they were like, oh, right this way. And they to the front of the lines. Like if you've ever been to Disney before, you, you know what those lines are like, right? But we had special access. It was amazing. It was amazing. And I remember one time, um, Evie and I and, and Jackson too, we were, we were walking onto this ride or, and walking through there and we were like, <laughs> this is what it's like to be a celebrity. Like we are a big deal. Like we're passing the lines of all the sweaty, miserable people in lines because we were there in July. It was hot. And like, this is what it's like to be a celebrity. This is awesome. Like we got access. We got to ri- walk right past all the hot and sweaty people waiting for hours and we hardly broke a sweat. Amen. And I remember like we rode um, the, the Aerosmith rock and roller coaster. Like we go to the line, front of the line, we show our badge. Like, and they look right this way. And like, so they, we walk right past all the sweaty people. We ride the ride. It was awesome. And then we walk out and we're like, let's ride it again. And so we go back around and we're, we're, we're like, I'm back in the saddle again. Like we got access to it. Some of you didn't get that. But so, oh, oh, get this. I don't want to hang here too much. But like there's this brand new Guardians of the Galaxy roller coaster. Some of you are like, I don't care. Hang with me just for a moment. So this ride is so new. You have to get a reservation to ride this ride at the park. And in, in advance, excuse me, we have access. 
to the right. Right? Like, we were like rock stars. It was amazing. We rode Guardians of the Galaxy five times. We were like, nanner, nanner, nanner. Because we had access. Oh, and then we would go to Universal Studios Parks, which was totally different. And we would walk up and we would show our badge. And then at Universal Parks, there was a person who would say, I will personally escort you to the front of the line. They didn't just like, hey, just go this way, go to the front. They would like, let me give you a personal escort to the front of the line. And then when they got you up there, they're like, what seat do you want? (laughs) Front row, baby. We had access. People were like, people were looking at us like we're somebody. Like, and, and, but we're not, we're just, we just had access. The problem with most believers is that God has already opened up a door for you. He has given you access to his presence, but we're content to be in the sweaty line with everybody else. But God's given you access. Paul says the benefit that we have is peace with God. The benefit we have is access to his grace. Then he drops another benefit. He says this, we have a future in glory. See, we boast in the hope of the glory of God. How many of you guys know that there used to be a time in church where writers the writers of our songs would write songs about our future in glory, right? There used to be a time where we would sing about heaven, right? Quick disclaimer, this is not the part of the sermon where we get upset with Pastor Nick. Like, he's not singing my songs. While I'm here, I wanna let you know, I obviously get to work with Pastor Nick every day. I've seen Pastor Nick I've seen Kristen talk about, work on, plan, pray about the songs that we're singing. It's not like, oh, this is a good one. Let's do that one. There's thought, there's prayer put into it. I like what Pastor Newby used to say. He would say, well, if I had my pick, we would have quartet music and choirs, right? And then he would say, but we're not trying to reach me. Like our students, we get excited about like there's some songs that we sing, like one's called I Thank God. Man, we get hyped for that song. We get excited for that song. This song called Phenomena, we get excited about. There's this song called Place of Freedom. Oh man, my goodness, like we just worship. But our old school saints in the room, especially when we're going through trials and when we're going through through situations, like our old school saints in the room, they went through these trials and, and, and situations with the understanding that this earth is not my home. Amen. Heaven is our home. And the older saints in this room, we used to sing songs about our future in glory. Right? Are you with me? Paul says this. He says, we boast about our hope in glory. Hey, students, check this out. So we get excited about um, phenomena, all that stuff. Uh, you you want to you start a revival in here today? Watch this. 
when I was growing up in church, and when a lot of you guys were, were growing up in church, we would sing songs like, when we all get to heaven. Yeah. Woo, yeah, what a day of rejoicing that will be. When we all what? Oh, we're breaking out in song. I didn't expect that. We're going to sing and shout the victory, right? Don't make me sing. Like, people may change their minds about heaven if, if we sing about it. And the songs, there were songs like, oh, I'll fly away, right? When the roll is called up yonder, then they would sing songs like, blessed assurance. Oh, Jesus is mine. Mm. They understood, our older people understood that, that what I'm going through right now on earth is not the final say. It is well with my soul. Now that our older people are awake, we boast, we would boast in our future glory, right? We're boasting in what is to come. Like, have you, ever, have you ever heard the phrase that you're so spiritually minded that you're no earthly good? Yeah. Right? Like, what a crazy statement. Like, I, I get what they mean. Like, don't be just like looking up in the clouds like all the time. I get that. But how many of you guys know that the only way to sometimes face the hell that you're going through on earth is to have heaven on your mind? To know that one day, heaven is going to make earth make sense. Am I the only one who's like looked around the news lately and I said, I thank God that this is not my home. I'm sure not the only one who's faced difficult things and said, I'm thank God that the earth is not my home. I've got a future in glory. One day, heaven will make earth make sense. The earth doesn't have the final say. Paul says, I boast about our future hope and glory. See, Paul, Paul got all the way to the good part. He's like, I've been justified. I have peace with God. I boast about our future hope and glory. This earth is not my home. Amen. But real quick, the last thing. But the last thing messes up the whole thing. <laughs> Paul says, but we also rejoice in our suffering? Paul, you, you want me to rejoice in what? I, like, I thought we were getting to the good part. You don't understand the, the power, though, of what suffering does. Because we, have, as believers, we have the ability to rejoice in suffering. Now, you can't... Um, read that section of scripture too fast because if you do you'll e you'll easily interpret it as rejoice for suffering praise the lord i got sick oh you're firing me well praise the lord like paul didn't say rejoice for suffering he said rejoice in suffering and this is one of the most difficult things for believers to do like many believers, we, we relate to suffering in different ways. Some people, they just tough it out. Like, I'm just gonna dig my heels in. I'm just gonna be tough about it. Like, I, I'm just, I, like, like, get that stiff upper lip. And like, don't you. 
We get the angry eyebrows and some of them get stuck there. But the problem with that people, the, the problem with those kind of people a lot of times is they don't have empathy for the people who are struggling. Some people just want, they, they just want you to stay away. Like, I'm fine, I'm fine. Leave me alone, leave me alone. I'm fine with this pain. I'm fine. If you're familiar with the story of Job in the Bible, did you see how he responded to suffering? He wailed, he cried, he wept at all that he had lost. Hear me when I tell you this, if you're in this room and you're a follower of Jesus, suffering's inevitable. I, I wish I could tell you today that once you put your faith in Jesus, like you win the lottery, like you get a Bentley in your driveway and, and more money in your bank account. And, and, and I want to tell you that that message won't preach. But the message of hope, you can preach anywhere. Persevering through suffering will produce in you what the good, good times can never produce. Let me say that again. Persevering through suffering will produce in you what the good times can't produce. I don't know what you're going through right now. But maybe God's word for you today is to just simply persevere. I know we got a lot of people in this room facing a lot of things, a lot of difficult things. But maybe today God's calling us to persevere. Man, it's not easy to lose a job. It's not easy to, to lose a family member. And, and it's not easy to just stand up here and say, yeah, I know life hurts right now, but just persevere. It's not an easy message to preach. But I want us to do this. Let's look at Joseph real quick in the Bible. After being betrayed by his brothers, after being lied, uh, lied about Potiphar's wife, wrongfully put in prison, he's able to look back years, over time later, he's able to look back on his life. Like when, when most of us, we like, I'm going to get even. I'm going to get them. I'm so hurt. I'm so, I'm so mad. I'm going to get them. I'm going to make them pay. Joseph says this, you meant it for evil, but God meant it for good. The, per, the perseverance is what gives me hope. Would you, would everyone stand with me just for a moment? I wish I could tell you this morning um, how to skip, skip suffering and just get right to the hope. But Paul was clear. We don't get to the good part until we persevere. Um, those of you who are on our prayer team, would you go ahead and step forward? See, our culture is so quick to quit, to give up, I'm running, into, I'm running into difficult things. We're throwing the towel. We're done. We're quick to give up. We're quick to quit. But the Holy Spirit can fill you with perseverance. He can fill you with hope. He can help you through those difficult things. 
He can walk with you through the, I thank God that his word says, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. He says, no, no, it's not saying, hey, I'm, I'm carrying you through the shadow of valley of the shadow of death. He's saying, I walk through the shallow, valley of the shadow of death and I'll fear no either, evil. Why? Because he's with us. He's with us. We don't have to walk this alone. Sometimes we have to persevere to get that hope, to catch that. Today, I'm just, I just simply want to do this and, and I don't want to um, hold us here for a long time today. Um, but there's a lot of people, maybe you're, you're dealing with difficulties, struggles, um, and you're struggling to persevere. And there's difficult things happening in your life and, and you know today that you need Jesus. You need that hope. You need to help. You need someone to, to persevere with you. You need someone to pray with you. Today, I, I just, I don't wanna waste any more time. If that's you, um, would you go ahead and just step forward? Step forward. We wanna pray with you down here at the front this morning. Be bold today. Don't, don't stand around and wait. Step forward. We wanna pray with you today. We wanna see God move in your life today. We believe that God can work miracles. We believe that God can do great and mighty, wonderful things. We believe that and we know that. So today I, I, I gotta know in a room like this, there's more of us who say, I need God to work in my life. I need God to move in my life today. Is there anybody else who will move, who will step out and say, that's me. I gotta move. I can't wait. God's speaking to me right now and I need to respond. Is there anybody else? So I need a, I need a miracle. I need God to move. I'm going through things. I'm I'm uh, man. I've hit a wall. I'm struggling. I, I got difficult things going on. We want to pray with you today. Go ahead and step forward. Grab some of our leaders, some of our prayer team. We want to pray with you today. difficulties, who have pains. I'm going to pray real quick. And we're just going to leave this front area open um, for anyone who still maybe wants to respond or for anyone who's still up here praying. Um, But for the rest of us, I'm going to pray. And and if you need to be dismissed, you can do that today. Please do so quietly uh, for our, for our friends who are up here responding. Um, But let's do that. Let's pray real quick. Jesus, heavenly father, Lord, we love you. We don't always understand. We don't always understand the difficulties or the hurts or the pains. But Lord, we we learned though through your word today that perseverance brings hope. That means that we don't give up, that we don't throw in the towel when things get difficult, that when things get bad, that we persevere. And as we do that, Lord, you'll give us hope. You'll give us a purpose. You'll give us a future. And you'll help us walk through this. And we won't walk through alone. 
you're there with us. God, we thank you for that today. We love you so much. In Jesus' name, amen. If you still want prayer, please respond. If you're not, you can be dismissed today. Thank you for being here with us today. Um, We pray that you have a blessed day.